Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Nathan Cruz is no more on WOS Wrestling. I'm Ollie Davis. This is Luke Owen. Welcome to the WOS Review post-show episode of Wrestle Ramble. And yeah, we're kicking off with how the show started. I figured a ladder match with your career on the line is kind of main event worthy. Not WOS. Straight in with Nathan Cruz coming down and that, starting it. That's your opener. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's been funny as well because obviously I haven't seen the last couple of weeks or I've not been around for the last couple of weeks. Crikey, things have changed. These two are feuding now. Yeah, it's kind of like that Anchorman scene. Wow, wow, things really stepped up a notch. Yeah, that escalated quickly. But that's not just for you. That's also kind of for me. I still think that going from the turn last week, so what happened last week is it's the Tag Team Tournament Finals, and you've got Kip Sabium and the guy, Reese. I can't say the name of, Yestin. Yestin Reese. And Nathan Cruz and Adam Maxted, they teased some dissension the week before, and Cruz ends up turning on Maxted when they lose the finals. And the next match, the next week, the opening segment is Nathan, like, both men's careers on the line in a ladder match. Crikey. But he did yes. say he's not going anywhere. Mm. Yeah, that was interesting. I really hope he doesn't because, as I said before, Nathan Cruz is just so solid to watch. I just like Similar to Rampage, maybe it's because there's, they did so much work, good work in NGW, which we, used to, like, we watch a lot of, that I'm, I'm so invested in those guys anyway. But, uh, yeah, it's, it was straight in with this. I still feel like this should have been extended over more episodes and you know you you don't blow the career ladder match step in your first encounter but maybe then that's because I would have thought like you they'd have saved that for episode 10 you mm. know save it for the final episode you cliffhanger know, like, yeah cliffhanger that sort of thing there but maybe they are going to do something that's even bigger than one of them losing their job. <laughs> on top of a steel cage. T- <laughs> but I thought this was a, a really solid match. Um, I really like Nathan Cruz as a promo, and I oh, really yeah. like him uh, in ring as well. I thought this was a fun little match. Well, what was interesting about it is, and it's kind of like when I'm completely different matches, I'm just saying there is a similarity in approach here. When Kenny Omega and Michael Elgin did their ladder match a couple of years ago in New Japan, that was the first ever ladder match in New Japan. And when a lot of people watched it, they were like, huh, well, you know, I've kind of seen all those spots before. And it's like, yeah, because you've been watching ladder matches for decades in WWE and around the scenes. But in New Japan, this is the first time that audience has seen it. So you don't need to go to 11. And that's what this was almost like a throwback. 
in that you didn't have all the crazy contrived ladder spots. You didn't have like the, the spinny around helicopter stuff, which is fun. But, you know, it does scream pro wrestling. This was more, it was based around the drama of trying to get to the top. It was very simple. And I like. I, I really admired it for that. Yeah, I thought the same thing. And like, they worked around the fact that because it's a primetime show on ITV, you mm. can't show like massive ladder bumps and things like that. So they only did two of them, um, which I thought was really nice. And then the rest of it, they built around stuff that you can show without the constraints of, uh, of the editing, which is doing springboard drop kicks. Yes. Of, and which apparently... Max Ted loves doing. Yep, it was at least two I counted. <laughs> he bloody loves a springboard dropkick onto a ladder. I'm surprised, because this has been a very quick turnaround for the feud. Uh, from, from Like, you only had babyface elements of Max Ted two weeks ago and kind of got attacked last week. That the crowd are so invested in him. They were massively into him. And I thought as well, because maybe it's because he's got the Love Island mm. connection to him. And maybe it's just because I've got that sort of WWE mindset of just like, oh, you're an outsider. Clearly, I'm going to boo you. But he and I thought he might be booed here as well. He thought, like, if you're going to turn anyone here, you turn the Love Island guy heel because we're wrestling fans who don't watch Love Island and therefore think it's rubbish. But this really worked. Yeah, I think they I think this is geared towards a mainstream audience. Absolutely. And it makes total sense. Yep to have the Love Island guy. And, you know, he was a wrestler before he went on Love Island. Yeah. So he is one of ours first. <laughs> it's not like Snooky coming in and trying to become a wrestler. Hey, Although that did, was a good match. She did grand, to be <laughs> she honest. Did she really did well. She was probably the best thing in that match. Yeah, on WrestleMania that year. <laughs> no. Probably there was something else much better. Uh, but yes, so it's a good position of Maxted as a babyface. And Nathan Cruz loses. I thought that Cruz was going to win and you tell the story of Maxted trying to come back like mm. you know Cruz wins by nefarious means but the, again it's this is the story of WOS for me they swerve they, they go a different way they zig when I think they're going to zag mm -hmm. and I have no problem with either yeah no I, I completely agree with you I, I didn't mind um, Nathan losing because when you got the heel losing as he cut the promo afterwards with uh, the backstage interview Rachel Stringer I think yes, her name is she's very good she's very good I do apologise for not getting her name 100% uh, <laughs> correct there but he did a promo with her afterwards saying that like oh if you think this is the last you're going to see of Nathan Cruz you're wrong mate and uh, I thought it was another really good promo by Cruz yeah. I really really like him on the mic yeah yeah and in in the ring He's and just, in the ring so, so solid to yeah. watch it just reminds me of, well uh, a couple of weeks ago when we watched the triple threat match and you were like god i wish Nathan yeah. cruz was in this match and then he entered himself in we're like oh brilliant much better lovely yeah. stuff <laughs> i just i just want to see rampage nathan cruz and zach gibson wrestle three ways for eternity that's like what the main event scene of ngw which are a whole base promotion in the uk were yeah. based around and really really fun matches really, really liverpool's good. number one <laughs> Love um, Gibson. so after this we had the setup for the main event which was justin sizem going in and going to Stu bennett saying i want that shot that i was promised last week for winning and Stu bennett's like okay you can have a shot at rampage in a tag match oh that dastardly stew bennett i love the way they film their backstage yeah i really like segments. it as well yeah although it feels so naturalistic although i wish his laptop was on <laughs> his laptop wasn't on was it, it? Wasn't on. it was just a blank screen oh, uh well you know it could have gone into sleep mode real quick <laughs> stew rules with an iron fist and wants to save power yes yeah you don't want to drain the battery <laughs> 
power. Those are his two. He's so power hungry. <laughs> he's he holding on to his GM power. He can't <laughs> even bear a laptop having the power. <laughs> he's gone mad with it. So that was booked for the main event. And then we got a four-way now. So that, like in previous weeks, it's been Crater versus two smaller chaps. And this week we had Crater versus three smaller chaps. They did indeed, yeah. And I, I mean, I've said it, Crater isn't for me. Mm-hmm. He's not my kind of character. But I, they cannot do a better job of what they're trying to do with him. There was a portion during this match. So this was, although we're setting up it's three smaller lads against Crater, it was a fatal four-way. Mm. And it just so happens that the three smaller lads kind of like ganged up on Crater, more or less, to try and sort of take him out. As you would. As you yeah. would do. But there was a portion of this match, and maybe just because I recently re-watched the film, but there was a part of me that was like, do you remember that bit in Avengers Infinity War where they're all piling on Thanos and like Mantis is trying yes. to make him go to sleep and they're trying to get the, the, the glove off him? I was like, this is like that bit in Infinity War. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they have done a good job. Yeah, uh, he is like a—he's a good comic book villain. Mm. It's perhaps it's not for me either. Um, it's just the athleticism. I think that the the days of big men for just big men are gone. For me, yeah, I, I want a big man who can flip. Well, the the bit I enjoyed the most of this match is the bit that Crater wasn't in, which is when it was Robbie X and Gabriel Kidd and Slater totally. just doing their three way stuff. And I thought the three way stuff they were doing was awesome. And I, I'm a big, big fan of Robbie X. I've said it on this show many times, but I'm a massive mark for Robbie X. And that's why this this match is so smart because you you just you still get a good match because you're giving the match to three other guys, and you're still getting Crater over that way because he's outside and they did a similar thing the other week speaking of Robbie X so the finish of the match all the the smaller chaps pile onto Crater it's unsure who's won Mm. Um, I think Alex Shane had this great call it's like well we've got a loser but we don't know who the winner is that's such a succinct way of putting it (laughs) and they that like the crowd start going Robbie, Robbie. They were chanting for Robbie throughout the match yeah. as well. Like he is really, really over with that crowd. And you look at the story that they've been telling. It's Crater and Kid. Yeah. Crater and Gabriel Kid that's been like the feud really. But the fact that Robbie is the one getting the cheers that shows you've got something there. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's so easy to cheer. He for. really is. And but I, I will <laughs> say this: I'm very surprised they had um, Crater lose. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I thought this was something they were really going to build up to. I think we kind of like fantasy booked it a few weeks ago. Where it was like, it would be the sort of thing, position you want to put Davy Boy Jr. in, where he comes through. And then you can do the big sort of power slam moment, mm. like, you know, the, the Hogan-Andre thing, where you finally get the man up and yeah. power slam down. And that's the first time he's off his feet. Yeah, but I wouldn't have even have had him lose that. I would have had him then get beat by a very a, a much a smaller, smaller guy, guy yeah. um, and do it at the end of the series. So, yeah, I don't, I'm not necessarily... I wouldn't have done it that way. I wouldn't have. I would have kept Crater strong even, you know, because that's what they've been doing. Yeah. Weirdly, though, my favourite match was Grado versus Martin Kirby. I had so much fun watching this. So I watched this this morning. My wife came in about halfway through while I was watching this, and... I was in hysterics with Grado and Martin Kirby. The two of them were so funny. And I think it's the sort of thing that snarky fans will hate. It's the sort of match that Jim Cornette would probably hate and and maybe some others. But when they started doing the toothbrush spots, I I I was laughing so much. I really enjoyed it. So they built this up last week as the big mystery serious reveal of what's in Grado's bum bag. 
and me and Laurie laughed about like it's, it's a bum bag <laughs> and uh, yeah the finish is Kirby reveals what's in there it's a toothbrush yeah like, okay and then and he, he, and he's, and he's good for brushing me teeth yeah <laughs> and he puts it in his armpits and everyone's like <laughs> and then there's this wonderful kind of knife struggle of trying to put the toothbrush in each, <laughs> each other's each, and then they go for the referee's oh mouth oh my god it was so funny it was so like it's the sort of stuff that uh, William Regal talked about loving oh yeah and Daniel Bryan said it was his favourite time in wrestling when you were doing sort of like the, the, the British holiday camps. It really screamed that. But I loved it. I loved every second of it. I loved it too. Uh, but in the end, like, Grado gets the toothbrush in Kirby's mouth, but to protect him, because Kirby then cheated with a roll-up. Yeah. Legs on the ropes to win. I, I, I loved it. Yeah. Um, but my favourite bit actually was when Kirby couldn't lift Grado for the German. Yeah. And Grado's just looking at the crowd going, nah, I don't know why he's trying. <laughs> just perfect. Just shouting again like, you can give it another try if you want. Yeah. Uh, and then the main event was the uh, Justin Sizem teaming with Joe Hendry. The prestigious Joe Hendry. Rampage and Shah Samuels. Now, so I was at um, a Rev Pro show last night for their TV tapings. And Shah Samuels was on that TV tapings. As soon as he came, and as soon as he came out, I was like... I bloody love you, Shah Samuels. Yeah, what a very great good. lad. And I really enjoyed this tag match as well. Mm. Massive, massive fan of Justin Sizem and Joe Hendry. But I love Shah Samuels and Rampage. And I'm like, this is four guys I could really, really like. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, it was it was just a solid tag match yeah. to close. Uh, to, like, Sizem was worked over for like a lot of the match. For the and majority I, of the match, yeah, yeah. And I thought, okay, he's going to hot tag Hendry. But that was just for Hendry to come in and then get worked over a little bit. Yeah. So Sizem recharged in that minute because then he gets hot tagged in and then, you know, he runs wild. Runs 450 wild, splash for the win. And yet Rampage at the top of the, the ramp. CJ Banks on the outside being a pesky little mm. interference. And there was a great call by Shano, um, Alex Shane, when he was talking about the, the when they were beating down Justin Sizem. There was like, this is basically a two-on-one match because Joe just can't get in here. And then CJ Banks was interfering, and they were like, well, now it's a three-on-one match, yeah. which is really good stuff. But that uh, keeps telling the story of Rampage and Sizem. Although, you know, Joe Hendry, I think Series 2, he's so over. So over. That he needs to get inserted into that yeah. top title picture. And Justin Sizem doing a massive 450 splash is so impressive. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, as Laurie said last week, there is no room for error. <laughs> he is he is down by the time he's like 449. Yeah. <laughs> His legs are already on the mat. So uh, I don't know if I've told you this, actually, but mm-hmm. um, just before I went on holiday, I uh, re-watched an episode of um, WOS mm-hmm. um, with my brother. Okay. And my wife was obviously in the room. It's while we were packing up our stuff to go on holiday. And my brother was so impressed with Justin Sizem. Like, he's not a wrestling fan, but as soon as he saw him, he was like, a, wow, he's cool. And then he does his big, like, his finishing move. Ben was like, wow, that's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Sizem just carries himself like a superhero. Yeah. It's it's remarkable, his physicality, the way he embodies it. But yes, that's uh, that's this week's, that's episode seven in the books. Will Ospreay is on next week's show, so let's look forward to that. Yeah.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.